0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, March 29th. As always, I am your host with occasionally, sometimes, but certainly not always, the most Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI and Friars on Base, or my more entertainment pop culture side of things at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, and more. Of this year, Locked on Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, only if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. On today's episode, going to be recapping kind of the spring training action that occurred this past weekend and on Friday, because I didn't recap the Friday game, and just some of the news stuff that happened, because there was some news, some roster-related moves that happened, especially when it comes to injuries. So guys, let's get right into it. Let's start with... The Friday game, the San Diego Padres beat the Seattle Mariners by a score of 6-3. to Starting off, let's just talk about the hero of this game was not Tatis, not Machado, not even the pitching. It was yet again Will Myers. He drove in four runs in this game, three for three on the night, including his fifth home run of the spring session. Very exciting news for Myers, and the more, look, you can't get all excited about spring training stuff, but I'm still optimistic that the guy can repeat what he did last year to a degree, especially because he was showing uh, an ability to hit out over the play and settle for singles and stuff like that, not just be a power-only guy, and hitting a little bit off-speed stuff, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how he uh, plays this season. Ryan Weathers, in the game, he was the starter for the game. He goes two and two-thirds innings, giving up three runs on two walks and three hits with four strikeouts. It was actually announced today, despite, you know, not necessarily the most impressive of outings. It was announced, confirmed by Jace Tingler, that Ryan Weathers is going to be on the team. Apparently has been very impressive with good command of his stuff and seems to have a good attitude about himself on the mound. Very competitive. So they're impressed. And that just came out today when you're hearing this, that news. Uh, And I am recording this episode today because I could not do it on Sunday night. I don't know what to say. I just didn't feel like it. No, I'm kidding. That's not why I was actually a little bit busy. But uh, in terms of the rest of the game, not too much to report that I found all interesting. Drew Pomeranz comes in, which was very good. It was kind of one of his first outings in a while. He goes one inning, no hits, no walks, two strikeouts. Seems part of the course of the Drew Pomeranz experience. He's basically been on fire as a bullpen reliever for not even last year, but even the year before that he was on fire as a bullpen reliever, and that's why they brought him in at that big price tag in the first place. So Drew Pomeranz has yet to be slowing down with his um, incredible usage and effectiveness in that bullpen role. And now just to quickly talk about Seattle, because that's what I like doing. Uh, it serves as a good excuse to talk about other teams. Seattle's one of those teams that they've got good prospects. There's somewhat a semb- uh, like a, a semblance of a plan for their future. But not all that much interesting stuff for this year. I know Kyle Lewis was like the rookie of the year guy, and everyone was excited about him. Hit, hit, had a really good slash line of 262, 364, 437. Very good. He finished with... Uh, With 11 home runs, he was very good last year. Very, very good player. He slowed down a little bit in the second half of last year, but still. Uh, So he's going to be fun to watch. And also, some other interesting things about them. James Paxton is back on this team all of a sudden. They brought him back, and I'm kind of looking forward to that because... At least, you know, here in the metropolitan area, people always talk about how guys perform better when they're not with the Yankees. And Paxton, by all accounts, has looked pretty good in spring. So, I just think it'll be funny to kind of make fun of the Yankees if Paxton all of a sudden stays healthy again and is really good and effective for them. Even though the Mariners aren't going to be a competitive team, the Yankees are going to be like, Hey, what the hell? We were a competitive team, but you didn't bring that when you were with us? Come on now. Uh, That's going to be interesting mitch Haniger is actually a guy i think is if i had a sleeper pick for a guy who could have a pretty decent season this year i think it's mitch Haniger. he's dealt with some injuries so it's definitely like a deep cut on my part but look out for him because when he was healthy and hitting really well i think back in like 2017 2018 he was like an all-star caliber player like literally all-star caliber player so looking forward to that um and then there's also uh mr taylor Chamel. he's on this team now that's really exciting uh For a lot of people, I know that the prospect hype for him has really gone downhill. Obviously, the Padres traded him last trade deadline when they acquired Austin Null and that whole big thing, and it seems like the hype on him is down, despite how cool of a person he seems to be. So He's one of those guys that we're not expecting too much from, I feel like, but we're all like rooting for him really much because he's such a fun personality. Has had some really great moments in those MLB Futures games. Really great interview. I don't know if people heard um, on the Cespedes Barbecue podcast from like, what I imagined was probably like a year ago, sometime over the summer, they actually interviewed him, and he was just delightful. So really rooting for Taylor Chamel. And then the biggest story with this team that I'm, for some reason, talking about way more than I probably should be talking about them, the of uh, Kyle Seeger, uh, who the ownership—I mean, the ownership has been a disaster. You had that whole um, scandal with the, the controversy with the president or whatever CEO guy, Kevin Mather, who resigned and quit or whatever the heck because of all those comments he made about just racist comments— insensitive comments it was really quite unbelievable i talked about this um before a little bit um but i recommend you guys go checking out some stuff on that because that was a disaster and also pointing out that you know yeah kyle Seeger, the ownership in the mariners they seem like they're making it quite obvious that they don't intend on paying for Kyle Seager or anything like that and I remember his wife tweeted like all right I guess we're looking for home so that's probably one of the bigger stories in my opinion I've written about Kyle Seager before by the way Um, if you guys want to check that out I might like it nah I'm not gonna link in the podcast description that was so long ago Uh, wrote about Kyle Seager a little bit so he might be one of those interesting players for a contending team that doesn't maybe have a third baseman all set up right now so maybe a team like Atlanta maybe Atlanta Braves I don't think they're or they have Donaldson actually, so whatever, Uh, some contending team maybe uh, might end up training for Kyle Seager, we'll have to see down the line uh, how that pans out, but that's basically it from this game, starting off the podcast a little bit slow, we'll get into the rest of the games guys, but before we get into the rest of the stuff I want to talk about, I need to talk to you about betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action football might be over, but the NBA college basketball and the NHL are in full swing, betonline even covers awards tv shows and reality tv that's right even reality tv they got on this 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 dang uh real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit and remember to use that promo code locked on when you do so bet online your online sportsbook experts. And now, guys, we are back, continuing my chat for spring training. But firstly, just really quick plug. Uh, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski, who is an amazing lad, let me tell you, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Next up in terms of the games, guys, on Saturday, the Padres defeated the Los Angeles Angels by a score of 2 to nothing. Very much a not exciting game, but that doesn't mean there wasn't stuff to take away from it. Jorge Mateo in this game, he had a double, and he also had um, two RBIs bringing his uh, uh, pre-spring bl- 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 training total to nine. He was very, very good. And to be quite honest with you, he has been very good. Maybe he's a guy. That could be a sleeper for the Padres this season. I'm not the first person to bring this up, but very kind of underwhelming sort of uh, debut sort of season last year. Batting 154 with a 185 on base and just 22 games in fairness, but wasn't that impressive and he didn't really excite him as much, but he has potential in the outfield and maybe he's that guy that might have to fill in for uh, Trent Grisham, who it was uh, announced that he will be starting on the IL this season. Along with Austin Adams with an elbow injury, Dan Altavilla with a calf injury, and Pierce Johnson with a groin injury, and Austin with a finger injury. Not all expected, according to Kevin Acey, considered to be too long, uh, maybe a week, so that's good. Granted, I mean... Look, is it a little bit disappointing we only get to see Trey open opening day. Of course it is, but you know what? Um, it's it's okay. It's only a week, and we got a long season ahead of us. So we would hate for something really bad to happen, right? So it's really we're really fortunate in that respect. Um, but let's get back to this game. Um, talking about the game, Jorge Mateo being kind of the star driving those runs, but Blake Snell was also the big story here. He goes five innings, giving up no runs, only one hit and one walk, while striking out six. And let me tell you guys, one thing I will say about him is. I don't think he's become an underrated or afterthought of the team by any chance, but I will say maybe we're sleeping on the fact that there are some people who believe Blake Snell's Cy Young season was not, aberration isn't the right word, but it was, that was the best it was ever going to be and it's not going to get any better and he'll just be a solid ace like starter for a long time, but it's not like he's going to be able to replicate that. Some people do believe that. I don't know, man, and I do for one thing, I really enjoy his personality. I know that he's gotten some crap for his comments that he's made, even if I think he had a good point back over the summer when he was complaining about the the union kind of issues and them bargaining for the, the sixty game season and the money stuff. And I think that his point was right, although I do not think he used the right language, but in general his language is really fun. I like him as an interview. I think he's a really kinda he's he's almost like a bro, but not a douchey bro. Does that make any sense? He doesn't strike me as, like, a douchey bro, but a bro. I, maybe Hey, maybe some people that strikes it that way, but that's what it is for me anyway, and I'm really excited to watch him pitch. I don't think people should sleep on him. I think he's going to be awesome this year. Um, same thing for Darvin. Same thing for the rest of the rotation, to be honest with you. Um, so he was great. Keonakella also bounces back from his last uh, somewhat rough outing. He goes in and giving up only one hit, striking out three, no runs, uh, very cool, very cool. And then I just talk about the the Angels a little bit since I haven't really talked about them. Basically, all off season, um, they deserve to be talked about because they have Mike Trout. That is a team that I don't think it's as hopeless for them. It was depressing to see how much went wrong for them last year, despite bringing in Joe Madden, despite bringing in an Anthony Rendon, and them still not being able to make the playoffs in a sixty game season even. But I don't know, man. I still think there's some interesting stuff going on for the Angels right now. They do have Dylan Bundy, who some people believe his last season was very legit. And you've got, you know, like I said, you still have Mike Trout. You still have Anthony Reddone. And perhaps most uh, excitingly, even more excitingly than Mike Trout, you have Shohei Otani, who's expected to be in full health, and he might be. They say he's ready. He's ready to pitch. He's ready to hit. We'll see what happens with him. One of the most I would argue exciting athletes in general right now, just for him to be that double, you know, kind of two-pronged attack with his pitching and hitting. I can't wait to watch that guy, and I think all baseball fans should be excited, but with the Houston Astros and the Oakland A's just being teams that I feel better about, I do think that the Angels have some of the best stars in the game, like I just mentioned them, but they just don't have enough depth, so I'm really worried that they're gonna need a lot of stuff to go right their way. They're gonna need their own Jake Cronenworth type of breakout, you know, a guy, maybe not even to that, That's but they need like that random prospect young player to really break out for them. Maybe they have one in Joe Adele, but he looked really lost last year. He looked like a guy that actually genuinely did need uh, a little bit more refining in the minor leagues last year, but who knows? Maybe he's improved. Maybe he's quicker with the bat and all that stuff, and maybe the Angels can be interesting. The Angels, in my opinion, are the, one of the top teams in the league that... No matter what team you're a fan of, you kind of want them to do well. I imagine even Astros and A's fans to an extent wouldn't bide if the Angels did well because they're like, look, it's being Mike Travis Dan Marino right now. And that's what his career is ending up being, where we just haven't seen him enough. And was he great in that one playoff series? No, but it was one playoff series. It's not his fault alone that the team didn't progress. You know what I'm saying? So, really, really sad. But hopefully, you know, bringing in Jose Iglesias, excellent defensive player, one of the best in the league maybe they can be something. Uh, Otherwise, though, Angels, really dark team in a lot of ways. They're not Colorado Rockies bad, where that team just doesn't have an identity or any goals, seemingly, but definitely dark in terms of just it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to compete with everybody else and that they're wasting a Hall of Fame caliber talent on their team. But now, guys, really quickly, got to take a little bit of a break. Hold up a minute hold up a minute, to talk to you about the best tasting protein bar on the market, bar none, that is Built Bar, guys, they are amazingly, uh, amazing tasting protein bars, they've got high fiber, high protein, low sugar, low calories, 100% shock on all bars, and now it's been, the NCAA March Madness has been on all month, obviously, but now it's time for Built Bar Madness, guys, it is really cool, today's matchup is caramel brownie versus coconut brownie chunk now let me tell you something let me tell you something this is this is possibly i've said i think i already said this last week but this is the easiest matchup ever guys coconut brownie chunk it literally tastes the most like candy of anything i've ever had yet it's not technically candy because these are built bars after all and it's just so fantastic i was like when i had that thing for the first time this coconut brownie chunk flavor absolutely blew my mind so caramel brownie i respect it you know me guys I love me some caramel. I really do. I think it's an elite, elite flavor of things, but I'm sorry. Coconut brown chunk is just too good. It's just too good. So that's who I'm picking to advance, guys, as we're almost coming to the end of this Built Bar Madness Championship. If you want to continue to follow along with the bracket, go to BuiltBar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order, guys. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar of them all. All right, guys. Now we are back here. You're tuning into Lockdown Padres. Obviously, we are going to finish t- finish up uh, talking about the weekend slate of spring training games, talking about the Padres versus the Indians. Uh, but before we get into that, really quickly, just want to shout out, you guys. Uh, this is very very important stuff. The Lockdown MLB Division Preview series continues on Lockdown MLB today. Every episode from now until the 31st features in depth looks at each team in every division. It's all in the Lockdown MLB podcast feed right now. Follow. Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. But now, guys, let's talk about the game. It was yesterday's game between the Padres and the Indians. It ended in a score of 3-3 because that's uh, spring trading. There's ties and stuff, some type of soccer type thing. Uh, Tatis, he hits a double in this one. He drives in a run. That was really fun and whatnot. Um Hassan Kim ends up filling in for him at shortstop, which is very cool. He had a walk and a hit. Uh, did strike out, but he had a walk and a hit, which is at least, you know, it's something. I guess it's something. There's not much to garner from this. Like I said, guys, it is spring training. But still really cool to see him getting some time. I really do think that overall, though, it's going to take a little bit before he starts adjusting to everything. I think he's one of those guys that might be a lot more interesting like year two or in the second half of this season, I think. That's that's just how I'm feeling about Kim. But still lots of lots of excitement and the second base position for sure because then they also have pro So very exciting about that. But the big headliner here is Joe Musgrove. He started the game. He goes five innings allowing no hits. No runs, walking two, and striking out six. You know, part of me, in my back pocket, one of my bolder kind of predictions for this year that I was feeling just a little bit, just a little old bit, is saying that Joe Busgrove is going to be the second best starting pitcher on this team. I, I go against it because I am worried, what, that the Padres fans, all you guys are going to freak out and be like, what the heck? You're saying you're saying Snell and and, and Lament, they're all going to be bad? No, I'm just saying for maybe he'll just be that much, like a tiny bit better than those guys. I don't know. I'm just really high on Musgrove the more I think about it. And I don't know. I like his attitude. There's a great story uh, in the San Diego Union-Tribune today that I'm going to link in the description of the podcast that you guys should check out. Uh, really, really good stuff. So, Really rooting for Musker, and I think he's going to be awesome. I really think he's so overqualified for the spot that he's going to be in. Um, Definitely one of the starting pitchers that I think I'm most interested in seeing, I think. Um, Next to him and Chris Paddock, I'm arguably more excited to seeing them pitch uh, versus the other guys because I know what the other guys are capable of, and I know that they're going to be great for the most part, right? But I don't know exactly what we've got with those back of the rotation guys. Um, the Indians were in this game. The starting pitcher for the Indians uh, was Tristan McKenzie, who was had a pretty solid debut, actually, for the, the team last year. He goes five innings, though, in this. Gives up seven hits, uh, three runs, two walks, three strikeouts. Not great for him. He's the type of guy that I think is going to stumble a little bit in that I don't think we should be looking too much into his great debut last year. People might be a little bit over bullish on him. Uh, I think he's got potential for as a young starter for that team. But in general, like the rest of the Cleveland Indians, just a, a, a team that because of how much talent it has should be should be pretty good. But they seem to just be getting worse and worse every year and not wanting to improve and not showing a willingness to improve. Talked about them earlier uh, last month, I'm pretty sure, when spring training kind of started. I think they were one of the first teams the Padres kind of went up against, so or at least that's what it feels like you know, hard to keep track of time these days, but yeah, um, Cleveland Indians, one of those teams, I feel for the Cleveland fans for sure, I know you guys got the Browns, you know what I mean, Uh, to to kind of tide you over, the Browns being good by itself is already an amazing story for Cleveland, but it's just really sad that they've basically, they have so much talent that they've still been able to make the playoffs and be competitive, and there's been basically no willingness to improve, instead, slowly, slowly get worse, which makes you almost wonder, like, why don't you guys just blow it up? You know what I mean? If you're ending, if you're trending towards this direction in the first place, why don't you just blow up the damn thing? Trade Jose Ramirez right now, or maybe not even Jose Ramirez, but just trade some of those guys on your team, or at least do just do something. I don't know. Hard to really sort my feelings on the Cleveland Indians in general, but uh, definitely still a fringe playoff team in general, for sure. Um, But yeah, guys, before we kind of wind down on this here podcast, uh, let me just talk about what you guys can expect for the future of the show. Um, Look, it's uh it's finally here, man. Opening day week. It is going to be so much fun, guys. Obviously, I'll be talking about all the stuff. We got you, Darvish's start. Um, but the biggest thing this week will be division day on Wednesday with Mister Millard Thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks. That was a super long pod that we ended up recording. Millard is a big fan of uh, talking for as long as possible. I think uh, so. I'll be posting those parts kind of throughout the week. I'd say for the rest of the series. Um, and then the other thing you guys have to look forward to. This is this is this is, this is some good. Stuff right here, guys. Stay tuned for this. On Thursday, I'm going to be going live on Locker Room, recapping, giving my live reactions, being super unfiltered, watching the Padres game. When will I be going live? I don't know. I will be going live during the game. However, the reason why I don't know for sure is because me and Millard Thomas, we're going to be working out because he's going to be going live, too. So we might do something where I get the first inning and whatnot. Like, I'm going to cover and start off from the beginning part and do that, and then maybe we'll tune into Millard's, and he's going to do the back half of the, the game and maybe the ending, whichever one, whichever one, really, and maybe, depending on how that goes I don't know for sure might post that as one of the episodes for this week or maybe a bonus episode on Saturday or Sunday or something like that depending on how the content flow goes but uh, that's just still be a lot of fun so t- stay tuned for that guys I'll definitely be going live I'd love to hear from you guys uh, and just talk some Padres baseball and enjoy some baseball together especially during these times when it's hard to hang out with people that we uh we all care about and kind of share this communal kind of experience I think so that should be a lot of fun um yeah and then I got my chat with Emily Nyman that I will be recording this Wednesday. Wanted to do it last week, but ended up not being able to because of her schedule. But still, uh, we'll be recording that. Uh, might be one of the episodes that I drop next week. Nice, fun thing for you guys to look forward to. It depends. Depends how I'm feeling, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I'll tell you one thing I am so excited. Um, I've got another fantasy draft tonight, I've got another one potentially on Wednesday. It is really, really good vibes at good times. I don't know what to say, guys. We're finally here. We're finally, finally here. And honestly, where I am in my personal life right now, I could really use some baseball to be excited about. So, yeah, guys, um, with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, overcast wherever and while you're at it if you wouldn't mind I'd really appreciate this to celebrate opening week you know what I'm saying to celebrate opening week send me some five star reviews on the Apple podcast app I would greatly appreciate that send me your feedback as always on the LO underscore Padres Twitter handle or my own Twitter handle which is at Javapeno J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful For my prior faithful homies take care